Hi, friends, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Simple Syrup. Instead of our usual stories, thoughts, and musings, which we will return to in our next episode, today we are offering you a guided meditation, inviting you to reflect on your experience over the past year and beyond through the lens of the crucifixion. If you've listened to our most recent episode, you know that the experience of death and destruction shaped the transformation of new life to follow, and that this rhythm is made even more powerful by the events of the past 12 months. For me and my wife personally having roots in the Christian faith, this rhythm is found most clearly in the recognition of Good Friday before Easter. And so we thought it fitting to invite you into this ancient practice, to pause in the grief, pain, injustice, and mourning of the crucifixion 2,000 years ago and reflect on the things of our time now that connect us to these same events, ushering those same feelings. Not to wallow in self-sorrow, but to deepen our desire for change, for hope, for something new, for resurrection. And because the journey through the valley of the shadow of death is not one we embark on alone, we have partnered with our good friends and faith community, 8th Street Church of the Nazarene, whom we've partnered with before, but this time to bring you a new kind of experience in this practice. What you are about to hear is intended to coincide with a physical outdoor meditation walk here in Oklahoma City. But you can also do this at any time from anywhere on any terms you choose. If you do live in OKC, I'd invite you to participate anytime between noon on Friday, April 2nd and 8 p.m. Saturday, April 3rd to journey from the 8th Street Church on the corner of 8th and Lee downtown through the surrounding neighborhood, stopping at 11 stations along the way, each with an artistic reflection of the traditional Via Dolorosa or Way of Suffering also known as the Stations of the Cross. Using this episode as your guide, you can travel at your own pace along the route, outlined by a map available in front of the church or online through a link in the episode notes. But again, if you are unable or are listening somewhere else, this practice can be done using your own Googled images in your yard or even from the stillness of an armchair. No walking or art required. Or you can view an online version of this walk through the 8th Street's YouTube channel linked in the episode notes as well. Now, along with me, you will hear the voice of my good friend, Reverend Mikhail Levine, one of the pastors at the 8th Street Church, an author of Living the Way of Jesus and host of This Week in the Life of Jesus podcast. And together, we will read portions of the stories recorded in the Christian Bible, offer reflections, and ask questions There are no wrong answers, no wrong ways to participate, no set pace or time restriction. Feel free to pause, fast forward, or repeat anything that you like, because this is your journey. And as you reflect, may your desire and excitement grow for the sweetness of new life. Now, as we begin, I invite you to prepare your heart for our journey with Jesus to the cross.
Station 1. Jesus is tempted. He told them, James and John, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Matthew 26, 36 through 39. Has there ever been a time when you prayed with such honest desperation as Jesus did here? Can you think of others who know this kind of desperation in the face of suffering and injustice? When have you been confronted with the choice of undergoing hardship for what is right or maintaining your own comfort? How did you or do you respond? Station 2. Jesus is betrayed. Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, My friend, Go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. Matthew 26, 47 through 50. The Son of God was betrayed by a friend, a disciple, a man whose feet he had washed just the night before. When have you felt the sting of betrayal or the regret of betraying a friend? Can you enter into the grief Jesus felt or the grief that led to Judas taking his own life? Why do you mind? 
march on him as though you have met your match. Twelve legions wait upon him, but his father holds them back. Choose wise the side you take up in this war, but do what you Station 3. Jesus is Condemned. The leading priests and leaders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So the governor asked again, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? The crowd shouted back, Give us Barabbas! And Pilate responded, And what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? And they shouted back, Crucify him! Why? Pilate demanded. What has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing. So he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. Matthew 27, 20 through 24, verse 26. Take a moment to feel the tension of power dynamics in this scene. Do any current global events come to mind when you think of humans being at the whim of authorities who were in opposition with one another? In the midst of this fear-driven hatred, Jesus is unflinching and unafraid. What does he offer to you now? Station 4. Jesus is mocked. Some of the governor's soldiers stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head, and they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. 
Matthew 27, 28 through 30. When have you been mocked? When have you mocked others? Station 5. Jesus is given his cross. Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place called the place of the skull. In Hebrew, this is Golgotha. John 19.17 If any of you wants to be my follower, you must first turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Mark 8, 34-36 The cross was a public murder device for criminals, devised not only to inflict pain and shame, but also to instill fear for those in authority. Jesus refused to be controlled by the fear that makes one cower or the fear that makes one attack. How do you respond to this?
Station 6. Jesus Falls. This station, although not found in scripture, is part of ancient tradition that has been included in the Stations of the Cross for millennia. It symbolizes his humanity and his ever-decreasing strength as he moves toward his public death. At this station, both Valor Rehabilitation Hospital and the Oklahoma County Jail are in view. As you are present with the Jesus who falls, how might you pray for the men and women who fall all around us? God of the ground, whose body was, like ours, from dust, and who fell, like we fall, to the ground. May we find you on the ground when we fall. Oh, our falling, fallen brother, may we find you, so that we may inhabit our stories, ourselves. Amen. Padre Otwama, Daily Prayer with the Coromila Community. Station 7. Simon carries Jesus' cross. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon, who is from Cyrene. And the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Matthew 27, 32. Simon of Cyrene, stranger from afar. You were a help to an unknown man. We pray for all who help, that their help may be helpful, that their kindness may be kind, because yours was, 
even though you knew you couldn't do enough. Amen. Prayer from Pedrig Otuelma, Daily Prayer with the Corimila Community. Have you ever been asked to do what was asked of Simon? Has anyone been a Simon of Cyrene for you? As you walk up this hill, notice what you carry. And if anyone carries it with you. Station 8. Jesus is stripped. The soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Luke 23.34 As a part of the public display of humiliation, Romans crucified criminals naked. It was a violation of human dignity in every way possible. When have you felt your own human dignity violated? Who of our neighbors know the trauma of their dignity stripped away?
Station 9. Jesus is nailed to the cross. The long physical pain of crucifixion was excruciating. It took hours for people to die this way. In fact, the word excruciating is derived from crucifixion. And yet, while he hung in agonizing pain and public humiliation, Jesus summoned the breath to speak seven times. Which of his final words speak to you now? Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And Jesus replied to the criminal crucified beside him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Dear woman, here is your son. Turning to his disciple, he said, Here is your mother. John 19, 26. I am thirsty. John 19, 28. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. It is finished. John nineteen thirty. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Luke twenty-three forty-five.
Station 10, Jesus Dies. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Matthew 27, 56 With more than 500,000 COVID deaths to date in our nation alone, there's hardly a person who has not encountered death this year. As you reflect on Jesus' death, think also of the many who died alone, or with loved ones at a distance, as he did. Think of the medical personnel who witnessed so much death this year, helpless to stop it. Grief is our only response in the face of so much loss. Can you sense Jesus grieving too? Station 11, Jesus is Buried. Joseph of Arimathea took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb, and watching. Matthew 27, 59 through 61. After his body was brutalized and dehumanized, his friends gave him the last gift of a dignified burial. But more than just burying a loved one, they were also burying their greatest dreams and their only hope for justice and healing. Have you also felt this death of hope or the loss of a dream? What are you burying today? Can you, like Jesus, commit it into the Father's hands?
This ends the Stations of the Cross. When you are ready, please leave in silence.